All right. So I'm getting a little obsessed with today's topic because I, I mean, I think it's something that we all deal with. And what that topic is, the fear of failure. Now, I know I definitely felt this when I first was uh, launching this podcast. And actually, especially after COVID hit also, because the podcast industry as a whole pretty much began to tank as a result of, you know, people's changes in their daily routines. Uh, Basically, no commute and uh, no going to the gym means less opportunities for people to listen to their favorite podcasts. So first off, I just want to say thank you to to you loyal listeners who have been continuing to listen week after week. And, you know, the, the initial drop in podcast downloads made me question myself and whether or not I was on the right path or if I should just, you know, throw in the towel and wait until the, the industry bounces back. But then I remembered you. I remembered that you're still there and you're still listening and that I have to try new things to keep this show growing and to be able to help as many other people as possible. You know, I was reminded during this time of a saying that there's no such thing as failure. You either win or you learn. And that the only failure is in quitting. So I gave myself permission to fail even more so that I could learn more and continue to win. So today, I'm going to give you permission to fail also. In this episode, we're going to talk about failure. You know, we're going to talk about the fear of failure and where it comes from, you know, why we need to fail in order to succeed, and how to prepare also the next generation to also have permission to fail. I know some of you out there might have kids or are planning to have kids also. So how do we develop that in them as well? So make sure you stick around. We have a great message at the end also from a 1980s article that I found that was uh, published in the Wall Street Journal that still holds true today. Are you ready? Then let's get to it. Welcome to the Money, Love, and Freedom podcast, where you'll develop the mindset and skills to create a life of total abundance. From business and wealth to love and sex, discover what it takes to live a life of freedom on your terms. And now, your host, Coach George Wang. What's up, Freedom Fighters, and welcome to episode 36 of the Money, Love, and Freedom podcast. I'm your host here, Coach George Wang, and today I want to give you permission to fail. But, but not in the traditional way that you might think. What I'd like to do is I'm giving you permission to get feedback and try again. There's, there's a saying that I love that says, there's no such thing as failure, only feedback, and that you either win or you learn. You know, the old cliche is more true today than ever, that the only real failure is in giving up. And that the purpose of falling down is so that you can get back up, try again, but this time with more insight into how to win. So I want to talk a little bit about what I see, you know, going on in the world, especially with a lot of my fellow millennial compadres and and friends. And what I see, you know, happening so often these days is, you know, people are becoming scared to try new things and, and take risks. 
you know, there's a, a couple that I know uh, who actually, you know, <clears throat> they're great people, but they do nothing but complain about the success of other people. I mean, it doesn't make sense to me. You know, they, they have this belief that if someone else is successful, then, you know, they must have stepped on someone's shoes in the process. So they say things like, you know, it's not right that others have so much and we don't. And and they believe that, you know, others are inherently maybe more lucky than they are or were born with some advantages that they weren't, which we know is complete bullshit. You know, one of the largest segments of entrepreneurs in America are immigrants, people who came to this country and didn't speak the language and came here with pretty much no money. Yet this couple that I'm thinking of was born in the U.S., speak the native language, right? They speak English and they're college educated. So the excuse that others were born with more advantages just doesn't hold up. This group of immigrant entrepreneurs is a very, very successful group. Now, this particular couple I'm thinking of, you know, they are both working professionals. They do okay. You know, one, one is a, a relatively low-level manager in his company, and the other is, uh, you know, they, she works in a... Uh, a good company, but she's been an entry-level role uh, for pretty much the entire time. And here's the thing. That's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. I'm not here to tell anyone what their ambitions should or shouldn't be. The issue comes up is when they complain about the success of others. They think they were lucky. They think they have something that they don't. Yet this couple has been in the same positions, in their careers at least, for about the last 10 years or so. What they're failing to recognize is their own part in creating the circumstances that they're currently living in. You see, all those really successful people, what did they do that this particular couple doesn't? They take risks. They put themselves in a vulnerable position where they might actually fail. But if and when they do fail, because there's no such thing as a road to success without quote-unquote failures. But when they do, again, quote-unquote fail, they take it as a learning experience and they try again. Now, I know this couple, I've, I've known them for a little bit now, and I have nothing against them. They're good people, they're, they're, they're good-hearted, but they haven't taken a risk their entire careers. They go to work, they wait for the clock to strike 5 p.m., and then rush home so they can go back and, and essentially do nothing productive and, and don't add any extra value to their organization's other than the minimal amount of work that they can do just to receive a paycheck. You know, are they developing and learning new skills? Nope. Networking with other professionals just, you know, for new opportunities? Nope. Smoking lots of weed? You bet. So this is something that I see going on a lot in the world. You know, whether someone is an employee, a business owner, 
a volunteer. It's this fear of failure and lack of proactive progress towards the goals that someone wants that I think is holding a lot of people back. Now, I want to talk to you. Have you felt like that? You know, is is there something you know you want, but you haven't take maybe you haven't taken the first steps towards going after it? Or or maybe you just dip your toes into the shallow end and you either jumped out immediately or you just essentially never move past the shallow end. I know that I definitely do this in some areas of life. You know, I'm I'm honestly recording this podcast right now as kind of a reminder to myself of what it means to have permission to fail, to learn, and then grow, and then keep moving forward. Now, none of this fear of failure is necessarily your fault or mine. It's just how we grew up. You know, the systems that we grew up with, especially if you're a millennial, don't foster a climate of experimentation, failure, and learning. To be honest, this this travels across all generations. And it's it's because a lot of times is how our society is set up, right? Our school system, as it stands right now, rewards memorization, not trial and error. I mean, think about back to high school or junior high, you know, does anyone actually use any of those geometric proofs we had to do in high school geometry? Like, I know I did them, but as of right now, I have no fucking clue what they are. And I actually got an A in math in that class, but I don't remember any of it. I just know at the time I had to memorize how to do a geometric proof and recreate it on a test. What's happening is that kids are growing up and they're being punished for getting things wrong. You know, remember when you failed a test in school, that was seen as a lack of ability for the child. Our parents were telling us no and that we're doing things wrong from a very early age. You know, instead of a parent yelling, No, oh my God, I can't believe you just did that. You spilled the milk and now there's milk all over the floor. Imagine when a parent does that when a kid knocks a glass off the table. What happens to that child? Now, what would happen if instead the parent said something like this? Well, little Johnny, it looks like this time the glass was accidentally knocked over. What could you learn from this this current experience that will help you in your future. Just just think about the difference in the two parenting styles. Now, if you're a parent or you're thinking about becoming a parent at some point in the future, I think it's extremely important that you develop this sense of experimentation, this ex- this sense of trial and error in your kids, right? Because you got to remember, kids under the age of 12 will never do anything to intentionally hurt you or to lose your approval. They're not going to do that. But what happens is I see so many parents react like their child was maliciously out to ruin their day. Oh, Johnny spilled the milk on the floor. God, it's just trying to ruin my day. And they just blow up and yell at the child. 
I want you to contrast and just think for a moment, contrast this approach with how Jeff Bezos, who if you're not familiar with Jeff Bezos, he's the founder of Amazon and currently the richest man in the world. Now, I'm not going to go into what you think or don't think of the man, but I I just want to point out something from his childhood. When he was still a, a relatively young baby, around two years old or so, he was told that he had to still sleep in a crib because it was safer for him. But apparently, baby Jeff didn't agree. He did not want to sleep in a crib. So what did he do? As a young two-year-old or so, he found a screwdriver, hid it in his crib, and then one night as his family was sleeping, he took the crib apart. Now, what did his mother and adopted father do? Rather than yelling at him or tell him he was wrong for doing that or anything like that, they recognized that, hey, this kid likes to experiment. So instead, they encouraged him. They wanted him to experiment, to try things. And so they bought him electronics and other mechanical gadgets, things that he could take apart, examine, and try to put back together. And he spent a lot of his childhood, in his very early years, doing that. And then he kept it up. He kept up this process of experimenting, failing, learning, and trying again, repeated over and over again. Experiment, fail, learn, try again. Experiment, fail, learn, try again. Until he became the richest man in the world. He failed himself to the tune of a hundred and something billion dollars of a net worth now. Now, can you imagine what would have happened to baby Jeff if instead of taking that approach of encouraging him, they would have yelled at him instead? What if they said, Jeff, don't do that ever again. Don't play with things you don't know about. That's a common reaction for a lot of parents. And what message do you think baby Jeff would have got? You know, he would have heard, don't experiment. It's bad. And you're bad for doing that. And if that's the message that baby Jeff got when he was young, then there's a really, really big chance that those packages that end up on your doorstep in two days might not have ever happened. The point here is that a lot of this resistance to trying and failing has been programmed into your belief system from a very young age and, you know, very likely from people who really meant well, you know, your parents, teachers, and other authority figures from your childhood. The issue issue is they just didn't know what the fuck they were doing. They meant well. They're good people, but they're clueless. You know, most parents teachers and and just, you know, the community and society as a whole aren't trained in any forms of developmental or childhood psychology. So how would they know? Right? They, They just act from their own frame of reference. So I'm just saying this because I don't want you to get upset at your parents for screwing up your life or your teachers and the young for screwing up your life. You know, because, I mean... 
at the end of the day, we, 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 maybe some of us are a little bit upset at our parents, right? But just recognize that, you know, it's not their fault. They all meant well. Again, they just didn't know. Now, now that you're an adult, you have the ability and the choice to do more. Now that you're an adult, you can make that decision. As a child, you didn't. You had to just take what your parents told you and fed you and essentially accept it as truth. But now as an adult, you have choices. You have the choice to to try more, to experiment more, to fail more, to learn more, to grow more, to accomplish more, to achieve more, and to be more. I'm going to ask you a question. Do you know why a goose flies south for the winter? Think about it. Why does a goose fly south for the winter? The answer? Because it's a goose. It has no choice. But you're human. You do have choice. You can go north. You can go south. You can go east. You can go west. You can be fat. You can be lean. You can be ignorant or you can be educated. You can stay still, stay stagnant, or you can achieve more. You know, the human brain is the most amazing specimen on the face of the earth. No other ground-walking animal on the planet can self-impose a limit on themselves like a human can. Right? When a, when a lion sees a gazelle... It doesn't get scared or think, oh no, I might fail at catching it. I shouldn't try and maybe just hope that another lion gets it and then maybe I can just get a little piece of it, right? Like, no, a lion doesn't think that. The lion just goes after it. He sees a gazelle. He says, shit, I'm hungry. I'm going after it. At the same time, no other ground walking animal on this earth has any choice to do more than it's pre-programmed to do except for humans. And that's the beauty of the human mind. It has the ability to create, to take elements of the earth, raw elements, rock, stone, iron, steel, silicon, and create giant skyscrapers, roller coasters, The human mind was able to create these giant metal tubes that weigh over 40,000 pounds that can fly through the sky faster than any bird naturally can. The human brain has the ability to create huge floating cities that can hold thousands of people and travel across the ocean that's made of steel weighing over 400 million pounds, and it floats. That's the power of the human brain. And guess what? You have one of those. You have, inside of that one-foot space between your ears, the most powerful force on Earth that's able to do what no other creature that walks on this earth can do. Now, the only question is, are you using it?
and are you using it to its maximum ability? Because the laws of physics apply to the strength of your brain power also, by the way. In physics, it's known that nothing in this universe, at least, the universe as we understand it, is in a state of standstill. What that means is everything in this universe is always either constantly expanding or contracting. So the question comes up, are you consistently expanding yourself or are you contracting? Now, the only way that I personally know of to consistently be expanding is to keep trying. Keep giving yourself permission to fail. If you try something once and it doesn't work, try again. If it doesn't work the second time, try it differently. If it doesn't work that time, do it another way. If you can't go through the door, try to go around the door, break down the door, and if that doesn't work, go through the window. See, each one of these experiences, when you find a way that doesn't work, is not a contraction. It doesn't mean you're going backwards with your brain. Instead of a contraction, each experience where you successfully find a way that doesn't work is an expansion of your mind and your abilities. Because with each quote-unquote failure comes new learning, new opportunity for growth. And with each of those comes the continuing expansion of that wonderful organ that sits between your ears. So again, I'm giving you permission today to go out and fail. Try something new. Try something you always wanted to do. Fail at it. Learn from it. Do it again and again and again until you win. That's how you win consistently. You consistently expand consistently become the best version of you that you can be. Now, I want to end today with a short message that was published in the Wall Street Journal in uh, 1981 by the United Technologies Corporation. And uh, here it is. They title it, Don't Be Afraid to Fail. You failed many times, although you may not remember. You fell down the first time you tried to walk. You almost drowned the first time you tried to swim, didn't you? Did you hit the ball the very first time you swung a bat? Heavy hitters, the ones who hit the most home runs, also strike out a lot. R.H. Macy failed seven times before his store in New York finally caught on. English novelist John Creasy got 753 rejection slips before he published 564 books. Babe Ruth struck out 1,330 times, but he also hit 714 home runs. Don't worry about failure. Worry about the chances you miss when you don't even try. So again, Freedom Fighter, go out and try. 
look silly. Even fail in public. Let others see you fail and try again. And maybe that will actually give them permission to fail too. Don't let that one thing you always wanted to accomplish stay just stuck in your head until you die. You have the ability, the tools, and in today's modern world, you have access to all the resources you could ever need to accomplish the things you really want. So again, go out and fail. Fail proudly. Fail well. Learn. Grow. And win. I want to thank you for sticking around for this entire episode. You know, I always ask that you just please share this with anyone that you think could benefit from this message. You know, you're going to be doing them a great favor. And and you never know. One day, that person you care about may thank you for changing their lives from just one thing that you were willing to share with them. You know, if you ever want to reach out to me, please just, you can connect with me on Instagram at Coach George Wang. You know, make sure you're subscribed to this podcast so you don't miss any future episodes. And, you know, as we sign off for the day, just remember that you have permission to fail. Because again, there's no such thing as failure, only feedback. And that you either win or you learn internalize this message and let whatever burning desire you have inside of yourself let it come out allow yourself to fail to learn to try again and again until you win and when you do that you'll be fully in a life of freedom on your terms take care everyone and we'll be back again with a new episode